0: You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. As always, we are super pumped to do this one, especially because we get to bring somebody super in the trenches and trying to do some incredible marketing and that's and hard. Um, I think marketers' job is just getting harder and harder by the day, just given all the different technologies and, and things they have to take care of. So with me today, I have someone whose title is, you know one, the title is Head of Growth. But what she says on her LinkedIn profile, and, and I've known her for, for, for a couple of years now, uh, is, is she's a data-driven, account-based marketing leader. And, and I want to take a pause there for a second. A data driven account based marketing leader. This is what I see the future of marketers to be. This is exactly where the world is moving. If you're in marketing and if you're not looking at it data driven, if you're not looking as, as ABM is not part of your day to day activities and thoughts going on, I think, I think you need to look again. So I'm really excited to welcome Masha Finkelstein to the show. Masha, how are you doing?
1: Hi, Sangram. I'm doing great.
0: Thank you for having me here. Oh, it's it's, it's a pleasure. I know we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. Uh, Right before we hit record, we said we're going to talk about ABM, but we're not going to talk about ABM the normal ABM way. We're not going to be boring, which we are never boring. But we're going to talk about ABM as like, first, we're going to dump into and just talk about, well, how does ABM apply to real life? Um, so we can go through some real-life examples of ABM, and I know you have some really cool ideas on it, um, and, and then jump into the, the whole ABM metrics. How do you measure success with ABM, and what is? And you seem to have a, a formula, if you will, of, of going through that. Uh, but before that, Masha, would you please just share some of your background, some of your uh, you know, journey uh, as we jump into the, the applications of ABM?
1: Sure. Uh, so I, I feel like I've been I've been involved with account-based marketing and selling pretty much forever, even before it was called ABM. Because um, people, you know, they, they like to target prospects, specific companies, and they want to convert certain types of organizations. And uh, so my journey started back in uh, 2006 or seven, something like that, with my first um, involvement with, with ABM, and then it progressed as I went through uh, companies working as their usually first-dimension hires, setting up things and figuring out who to target, how to target, and how to convert them into customers, with the latest one being BetterWorks, where I'm at now.
0: Wow. So, and and your, is, your job title is head of growth. W- what does that mean when, when you say head of growth? What does your role, day-to-day responsibility look like?
1: Pretty much figuring out how to get the most customers for the with least amount of marketing budget and working very closely with sales, making sure that the lead follow-up happens the way we would like it to happen and that all the processes are working smoothly and figuring out what the best channels for BetterWorks is, for reaching our target accounts and how to best um touch those prospects in in the most efficient way to actually get them interested
0: that is that sounds like a really hard job to do you know trying to trying to keep everything in line and trying to make make things happen how just before we jump into the abm what what is your take on? I'm just curious because people like you who have been in the trenches and are just doing incredible things in marketing, I'm just blown away. What is what is your take on the role of a marketer? If somebody's listening to this podcast right now and are trying to figure out if you know, marketing, ABM, growth, like all these different things that marketing job function has now today, what do you what do you make off it? How do you define a job of a marketer?
1: I would say a marketer is a person who can get into the minds of the people that they're trying to talk to, figure out what their pain points are, and then is able to match those pain points with resources for them to be able to solve the pain points.
0: Wow that was i wasn't expecting such a succinct and really good answer i was like ah oh, you be like me i am be like all over the place wow. but that is a really good one that's a keeper all right so so masha let's just talk about real life examples of abm for people who don't know abm let's just say somebody's new under the rock and the first time they stumbled upon the flip my phone podcast and they're like well what is abm how would you explain it to them
1: right so if um if out my uh flip my funnel conference video submission on the flipmyfunnel.org you'll see what i'm talking about with a visual um visual explanation as well but let's say you decided to make new friends let's say you just moved to an area you don't know anybody and you want to go and meet people and form lifelong friendships but how do you do that right you don't you don't usually know if you're going to become close friends with people you meet. so if you use the ABM approach to this problem First, you would figure out um, your sort of ideal friend profile where you you identify a set of interests or um, certain hobbies maybe that they would have, certain traits that you're looking for in an ideal friend. Then once you figure that out, you can see from from the network that you have which, uh, which of those people have those sets of hobbies and traits. You talk to them, you talk to their friends, maybe do some uh, advocacy around that if, and show them how you also have the same hobby. So you'd be like, oh, you know, it's a, it could be a match. So instead of trying to talk to 100 people, you say, you already know that maybe only five of those like archery, like you do, for example. Mm. So you just go ahead and set up like an archery outing with those five people <laughs> and see if you match on more traits than that. And then of those, you kind of narrow down a little further. And then once you narrow it down, you see which of those people actually have intent of making new friends as well. Cause if you, if you find people who are interested in forming new friendships, like just like you are, that will, uh, that will, you know, work much better for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good match. I mean, it sounds like you've been yeah. thinking about ABM a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you start hanging out with them and uh, see how the engagement rates are and, um, how the relationships
0: are forming and, and you close the friendships, so to speak. Yeah, Now, I'm, I'm so glad you shared that, Masha, um, because I I really do believe that ABM is intrinsically human in, in a way because you're really trying to form relationships and that is at the heart of what account-based marketing really is. A lot of people think about it as a tool like, or, or a product, like because we are terminus, we, we talk about that, all those things. But what really... Really, really matters is are we are we creating deeper relationships with the right people because that really matters. And if we are, then in the end, we're going to create more engagement with them that's going to drive derive value on both sides. It's not about selling your product. I love, as you say on your LinkedIn profile, like, you know, marketing is not about selling. It's absolutely true. It is about engaging in a much deeper way. So I'm glad you shared those real life examples of how you think about ABM. So let's dive into one of my favorite topics, and I believe it is one of the most challenging topics out there, is how do you measure success with account-based marketing, how do you do that? What is what is your method to the madness?
1: Right. So we we use a framework. Here, that works. It's called FIRE, and that basically is fit, intent, relationship, and engagement for our target accounts. So the metrics that we use is different for each stage of the funnel. So we start with the accounts that are a um are AP for us. And we use some predictive scoring to to figure out which ones are indeed a fit. So once we know who's a fit, we know that the metric there is that the theory is that they will convert at least three to five times um, more than than the average or all of the accounts out there. Then once we know who's a fit, we figure out which ones of those accounts have intent. Um, And there are multiple ways of, uh, of doing that. Some of the things that we like to use is Bambora for search intent. We use um, our website traffic as an indicator of what people are um, interested in. Like, people start reading products and solution pages, they probably have buying intent, Mm -hmm. right? So once people have fit and intent, we target them with ads at the top of the funnel. And as you know, for ads, it's really hard to tie the prospect to the form fill out. Usually, especially if they see the ad and then they Google your name. So at that point, I think the most important metric you can look at is the proportion of traffic from your named accounts on your website. B2B buying uh, journey that is involved. So definitely the number of contacts per account is correlated with your likelihood of selling into that account. So the more people you can get involved from the same account, the better it will be in the end for you. So that's another important metric for us. Then as they get more and more involved with you, then you get into things like conversion throughout the funnel for different accounts. You see how many of the accounts are actually heating all those for things, right? How many Fs, how many of them become FIs? How many of them become FIEs? How many of them become buyer? <laughs> all of those metrics matter to us. And then, of course, in the end, what we ultimately care about is pipeline and revenue. So all of the named accounts, how many are becoming customers and what kind of ACV they're getting? And, you know, funny thing is for, for named accounts that show fit in intent early on, the ACV tends to be 15 to 20% larger at least than all the other accounts like the, the oh wow. come in,
0: inbound. Now, what, why is that? Why do you think the ACV for the accounts that are part of your target accounts is higher than typical inbound or typical outbound uh, non-target accounts?
1: Well, it's multiple things, right? It's a two based data that shows that they would be a better fit.
0: I mean that, that is phenomenal. I think that is my biggest finding and I think that is the biggest opportunity. If people can take something away from this uh, this whole podcast in, in general, I, I feel like this is this is the part. This is the part where I would say everybody kind of listen in is when you do ABM you are going to have the opportunity to have a higher value for the same account, the same contract that you would probably not have. And that means a lot. That means that you're creating more value for your company. That means you're creating also more value for your customers. And a lot of people don't associate ABM with with higher contract value. And I think that's a big mistake. Do you you happen to, Mausham, I'm just now curious, do you happen to also run account-based marketing beyond demand generation new accounts?
1: Yeah, so we are now actually working on some campaigns with our current customers that have purchased some of our now do as a result of your ADM efforts.
0: Wow. I think that's phenomenal. I'm glad you brought that up. I think you're absolutely right. It's very underserved. People think marketers' job is to be in a box of demand generation. And I think marketers have an opportunity to come out of it and say, look, the, the color of money is still green, and we need to be able to drive revenue for the organization. And in order to do that, we're going to start focusing on any and everything that drives revenue. And that might mean demand generation programs, but that might also mean pipeline velocity. That might also mean upserving, um, which is upselling or cross-selling so observing our customers in some way shape or form what what you now this brings me to another curious question what do you what is your biggest challenge when it comes to account-based marketing
1: you know good question because <laughs> there's
0: always some kind of a challenge right yeah I mean it one yeah, for, for the reason I ask you is because one, you are one of the one of the most forward thinking B two B marketer out there because you're not only thinking about doing ABM, but actually doing it and have, have have been doing it and speaking about it for a little bit. So people, again, if you don't know Masha, follow her on on LinkedIn. We'll get to those kind of details in a little bit. But but that I'm, I'm just curious now that you know now that you have been doing ABM for a little bit. Are you seeing a different set of challenges than most people that I hear typically is that, oh, we don't even have the accounts. We don't even know what to do. We don't even know where to start. I think you've crossed all those hurdles, but now you're into a different territory. You're trying to do different things. So I'm curious, what are the next evolution of challenges that you see?
1: Right. So for for us, um, I would say the biggest thing, and for me at multiple companies, it has been change management. Because people are used to thinking about marketing and sales process in a certain way and getting them to see differently. Like, for example, your um, inside sales team historically has been focusing on leads and then getting them to see that now they work out of accounts and that it's not the lead that matters, it's the account. Tracking the account-related metrics and switching to that way of thinking, that has been pretty challenging. Then the next set of questions becomes, how do you combine inbound flow and your named accounts, and combining ABM with your territory-based inbound lead flow? How do you talk to different types of leads? Do you have separate sales people for that? Do you have the same people focusing on multiple things? What about combining with outbound? And I think like lately that has been our uh, biggest challenge to solve that we are solving, but you know, definitely. Uh, could
0: get better at that. Uh, I hear you. So somebody listening to this podcast right now, and if they're literally jumping into account-based marketing and and trying to figure out where to start, what advice do you have for them?
1: Um, So to start, I would say, first of all, you need a company-wide buy-in into account-based marketing and selling. Uh, Especially if it's driven by the executive team, you will be able to get the resources that you need quicker,
0: amazing, Masha. All right. So as always, I try to take a ton of notes. So here are my few takeaways from our conversation. One, uh, <laughs> you know, ABM could be applied to real life. I think that was really fun for me to just listen like, man, there are like some real life examples, looking for a new job, you're doing house hunting, you're finding new friends. It's all ABM. You're trying to connect with the right people and have deeper relationships. So I-, I, loved, I loved your spin on that. The other part was in terms of having a framework of measuring success. I think Peter talks about fit intent and engagement internally, but I like what you have been talking about. And I think Matt Emmonson from EverString has, has talked about it a little bit as well, which is the FIRE um, acronym, which is fit intent relationship and engagement as a way to measure. And I, I just love that. I think it, it puts FIRE underneath everybody to do something about it. So I love that. The, the few other things that, that I think are just kind of really, really big, and, and I hope people take away, and this is the part to kind of listen in really hard, is you got to have buy-in from the entire organization if you want to do something like this. Because ABM is not another marketing program. It's not another campaign. It's not another uh, webinar or something you're putting together. This is a strategic initiative that's going to change the core fundamentals of your business. It's gonna change the way you market, you change the way you sell, and it's gonna change the way you measure and report on your metrics up uh, all the way up and down. So I think you bringing the point of change management is really important. And if somebody's a newbie to ABM, is just trying to look at ABM and and trying to figure out, I love your advice for them. Is like don't be afraid to jump in. Fail fast, figure it out. Uh, it's it's a new and it's challenging, but you're going to see high results, especially the one that you talked about where if you're doing ABM, you're going to see a higher ACV for your deals. And that got to make some people happy, right? Like your sales and CFO and CEO. If you can show to your organization, hey, look, if you do ABM, it's hard. We need buy-in, but we're going to have bigger size deals in our organization. And if that's what we want to do, that is that is a big thing that's goldmined. So- so I love that you shared that, Masha.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Anything else uh, you want to leave everybody with, the words of wisdom, before we uh, wrap it up? Um. Yeah, just
1: do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so let's, your, yeah, it's going to be great.
0: It's going to be great. Do it. And how can people reach uh, Reach out to you, Marsha? It's Masha? It's
1: Masha3003 on Twitter or Masha Finkelstein on Vincenzo.
0: Awesome. Again, Masha will be uh, hopefully we'll be speaking at flipmyfunnel. I know you I'll see you at flipmyfunnel. She has produced an amazing video and flipmyfunnel.org where we are taking people's input on different presentations that we're going to have on August 8th in Boston. So, Masha, I can't wait to see you up there and I know you're going to rock it. Stay finger.
1: Flipmyfunnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement